Welcome to Beans and Book Podcast, all books all the time. I'm Monica, and today, um, by myself, we are discussing chapter three of Coraline. Be sure you've read the chapter and are ready to uncover some mystery. Um, before we begin, I want to apologize. It's been a very long week. Um, I live in Florida, and so um, the area that I'm at um, was supposed to be affected by the hurricane. It wasn't really, um, so we got really lucky in that aspect. Um, but we did evacuate because we didn't know how the storm would affect our area. Um, and the city did tell us to evacuate. So we ended up going up to Georgia and ended up being hit harder there. And so we were out without service or internet for several days. So, um, this is all going up really late. So what I'm going to do today is I'm going to go into chapter three and four, um, and have this up the same, um, Tuesday so that you can listen to this one and then the podcast for this Tuesday. That makes sense, hopefully. (laughs) Um, and so here's the world of books for today. Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Um, the original screenplay is coming out, which is super exciting. Um, I wasn't a fan of Cursed Child, but I think this might be really good. At least it looks like it is. Um, And then on November 13, Michelle Obama is going to do some book signings. I think I might have talked about this um, already. And then December 1st, she's doing a discussion group in Brooklyn. Um, So yeah, that's pretty much what's going on um, the past week. So let's go into Chapter 3. So Coraline and her mom go shopping, and it ends on a sour note. She opens a big door and finds a hallway instead of bricks. Something seems different but familiar, and she finds out she has other parents. She watches the rats play and then decides to go back to her real home. So the only um, character profile we have for this chapter is the other mother. Um, She's slim and tall, gray and pale skin with black button eyes. Which, to me, like, I think when I first saw her, I would be like, hey, I'm just leaving now because that's kind of creepy. I mean, I guess kids have, like, a different view. They don't necessarily see things creepy. My two-year-old and my 11-month-old actually love this movie. And, like, I think the first time I watched it, I was, like, a teenager and I found it a little bit creepy. So I think it's just the fact that she's, like, a kid. But, um... Her mom uh, wants to get her clothes for school because she's at school the next week, I think. And she, Coraline wants to get some new gloves, but her mom says no, and they end up having a fight, which I think is, like, normal. I think it's kind of refreshing to see Coraline have, like, kind of, like, a normal interaction with her mom. And then I think... Um, When Coraline's mom goes to get groceries, she gets the key for the door and opens it. So instead of going with her mom, she stays behind because she thinks that it would be a little bit boring to go grocery shopping. Excuse me. Which I thought it was too when I was younger, so I don't blame her. Um, And then when she opens up the door, um, there used to be bricks, but this time there's a hallway. Which I think is interesting because in the movie, it's like this like weird, like almost like a portal thing. But in this one, it distinctly says like a hallway. So um, she goes through it and seemingly ends up back in her living room. So she's a little bit confused. And it seems familiar, but she notices that in the painting, the eyes of the boy look a little bit different. And it's kind of weird to me that she 
she can't tell or she doesn't investigate it. I don't know. I'm kind of like a small detail person. So to me, I would have like gone up and been like, oh, you know, like what's going on? Why this looks a little weird. But she goes on and she meets her other mother and other father. And instead of being scared, she goes along with everything um, she sees. The other mother suggests going upstairs to play with the rats, which to me is gross. I think you they're singing a song again, which is kind of creepy. <laughs> it's a little different this time from the um, one that they sing in her dream. So it says, we have teeth and we have tails. We have tails, we have eyes. We were here before your fall. We will be here when you rise. It's almost like an opposite from the first song, but a little bit more menacing. So I think it's this kind of a turn. You kind of start being, seeing things turn, but it's like really slow. Um... I'm not sure I would want to play with rats. I don't know. Coraline is a little different. So for her, it probably seems like a little bit normal, maybe. Um, anyway, she goes on and doing it. So um, we go on to chapter four, I believe. And this is where she meets the black cat, which honestly is my favorite character in this show. I think he provides a really interesting point of view because um, I'm a cat person. <laughs> But I think it shows kind of like cats have loyalty to kind of like dogs. Not necessarily that there's like animals have a loyalty, but um, I think this shows that cats can be a little warm too. Um, so she goes back through the door and, and finds inviting lights outside of Spinky Forcible's home. She meets a black cat from back home and learns she has some sort of protection. A dog usher her, ushers her to a seat for a strange show. The parents ask Coraline to stay forever at their dinner, and she says no and goes back home. So the character profile for this chapter is the black cat. So he is very skinny and has green eyes, which is the only description we get. And I think they did a good job on the cat in the movie um, and his personality. I think they portrayed that very well. So Coraline goes back through the door and meets the cat from back home, and it tries to warn her about the other mother and says that the stone is protection. So the movie doesn't show her having this stone until she comes back and finds her parents missing. She goes and talks to the actresses, but in this one she has it before. So then she's watching an amazing and terrifying show that Spink and Forceful put on. Um, she goes back home and she feels a little safe, but like it's she's not really safe. Um, and then in the movie, the stone is used to find the ghost children's eyes, but in the books it's more of a protection amulet so it keeps her from falling under the under the other mother's magic um, and in the movie she loses the amulet but in the book she gives it back to the actresses which I think is very interesting I don't think that um, I would have done that I think I probably would have kept it just in case um, but Coraline just gives it back I don't think she really thinks about it too much um, so it's just interesting to kind of see her doing that. Um, so I think that about covers these two chapters. It's going to be really um, short. I didn't have a lot of time to <laughs> write on these. So I apologize about that. And I apologize that they're late. Um, and I'm trying to slow down my talking a little bit. I know I talk a little bit fast. Um, but thank you for tuning in. Make sure to check me out on Instagram and Facebook under the handle Sunshine Eyes Blog. 
And if you want to be a part of the discussions, um, the openings are on the page. You can send me a Facebook message or an email to mchadwick2 at yahoo.com. Um, episodes go up every Tuesday and Thursday. I'm on Patreon as Beans and Books Podcast. It helps the podcast to grow, get better, provide more content, and offer opportunities for giveaways and special episodes. And if you wanted to be a part of the episode with me, um, you don't have to physically be with me. We can we can Skype you in for that. So you just let me know. I would love to do that. I love to discuss books with other people. So anyway, thank you for tuning in. And remember that books are some of our greatest friends. <laughs>